0: Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of a Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Maz Pardan. Maz, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and then let's just go over the story, how you transitioned to the U.S.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, several years ago, um, you know, I think it's about, uh, been about five years now. Uh, I, uh, I started investing in Windsor and, um, you know, some great uh, cash flowing properties there. And at some stage, I actually decided uh, to move to Windsor from Vancouver. And, wow. and, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bit of a trek, a yeah. uh, bit of a change as well, especially for the family. But um, so we so we actually did that. And, uh, you know, I continued to do some investments in, in Windsor. But, you know, always uh, looking at uh, at Detroit thinking, you know, there's some better opportunities there, but always some some risks and challenges associated with Detroit. Uh, And at the time, uh, you know, Detroit wasn't doing as well, but I could see the transformations happening on a a kind of a monthly basis. Every time I'd go across and, you know, go out for dinner or something like that, things were were really starting to move. So, you know, at... at, uh, uh, interesting uh, occurrence where uh, one of my, uh, my wife's cousins um, was a realtor in, uh, in New York. And I actually said, have you ever you know, been to Detroit uh, to have a look? And he said no. And uh, I convinced him to come out. and We went over there together. And, and, you know, he just realized it was suddenly it was a gold mine uh, compared to where he was. Uh, and he actually made the move out to Detroit, uh, I would say probably about a year ago. When you say move, like the physical, like his home? Yeah, yeah. He, well, yeah, he's a single guy, so he kind yeah, of okay. uh, <laughs> packed up, and, uh, took his business over to uh, to Detroit, okay. uh, and uh, really just started buying and selling homes. And uh, he's a realtor, of course. Uh, so uh, for him, it was an, another market, and he implemented the strategies that he had known somewhere else, and uh, and started to do really well. So, you know, with him on the ground and, uh, me seeing his success, uh, I was kind of able to, uh, to, to, you know, make my first purchase, if you will, in, in Detroit.
0: That's incredible. I didn't, there's a, there's a million different ways to go with this, but I, I know that I, cause I talked to so many, you know, Detroit's like a hot market right now. Like everyone, if you listen to the show, it comes up like every ten episodes, someone's investing in Detroit. It seems yeah. like the most commonplace now, uh, which it wasn't before. But like it's it's it, it is improving. Um, so you're partnered uh, with that guy. So does that mean you can use uh, lending, like with uh, his American Social Security number,
1: or? You know, uh, right now I'm, I'm investing in properties that don't require a lot of lending. Uh, okay. So, you know, That's the, the
0: best way to go. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, if you can pick up something for sub $30,000 and, you know, use your line of credit yeah. from heaven to purchase it, then, you know, it's, it's an easy thing to do. Um, and, you know, with him there, uh, I get an understanding of what's going on from block to block because it really does change, you know, two blocks over, something's really hot. Uh, but, it isn't right now, but there's gentrification going on across Detroit and in various areas. So you really have to understand, you know, zip code to zip code or, uh, you know, postal code to postal code, if you will, uh, and, and see what's happening and where it's moving. Uh, and that's where it's really important. I think to have someone on the ground there, cause it's changing so rapidly.
0: So do you focus on like one zip or one area or do you kind of go wherever it makes sense?
1: You know, I'm, I'm letting him tell me what's hot and because he's got such a pulse of the market and he's doing so many properties on a monthly basis, you know, he can, he can really tell me, okay, well, you know what? I had a house that was right behind this one that I did this to, And I sold for that much. And, um, you know, he's got a real keen sense of of the market, uh, from blah, blah.
0: So during COVID, have you been there at all? I guess you I
1: <laughs> And that's the big challenge, right? As, as I generally know what he's talking about, because I've been to Detroit a number of different times, but, you know, and you kind of use Google Maps to figure out what it looks like. But of course, that's outdated as well. Yeah. So, you know, this is the tough part is how do you rely on someone else to uh, to, to, to kind of to, to tell you that and, and to be confident? with the numbers, and I think what you need is just a a really large uh, room for error, right? You're buying it cheap enough with such a moat or margin that even if something happens, um, you'll be okay. And you're living in windsor you just need to buy stuff
0: right on the border and you just you go with your binoculars and you sit and you take a peek
1: from a distance <laughs> just, you just climb over the ambassador bridge and take a look down yeah exactly send a somewhere. drone or something
0: hey i'm looking over here do you, you see this one yeah yeah <laughs> now point your mirror so i can see in the living room anyway Yeah, exactly so yeah. what's your business anyway so are you guys flipping these houses are you keeping these houses what's the what's the game plan here
1: yeah you know again uh detroit I feel like it's not a place right now where it's stable enough to be thinking about long-term cash flows, which is what I do in, in Windsor. I'm interested in long-term. I'm not interested in flipping, yeah. but in Detroit, I think, you know, you've got to be a little bit more careful. And uh, I, I, there are, you know, he's telling me stories about people who have hundreds of units who are, who are cash flowing really well, but. I don't think I'm I'm in the mood for risking it and not being in proximity to understand the market. I think I'm I'm going to be and what I've started so far is to uh, buy, renovate, uh, you know, refinance, uh, and then you know potentially sell, uh, and then move on to the next one. Okay, so
0: basically flipping then, right? So you're flipping these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess to. You're working with contractors, then. Um, does do you manage the contractors? Does your on-site guy manage the contractors?
1: Yeah. So 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 far, it's it's been him bringing in uh, contractors that he's used for his renovations. So again, I've got the experience of what he's gone through and avoiding, uh, you know, the contractors who are not performing well. You know, and even in those situations, you're going to have hiccups, uh, and there's going to be things that are changing. Um, I think what contractors are going through right now is that there's so much work out there to to renovate their cherry picking. And even when they're halfway through a job, they're thinking, oh, there's a shiny object over there. You know, I might just move over to that one. So, uh, you know, it's challenging and and, uh, it's really key for you or your management to understand those contractors really well and have a good relationship with them. Are
0: the, has it actually happened to you or are people like leaving partway through a renovation?
1: Well, I was, I was in the midst of, um, negotiating a contract with one of those contractors to, to start some work. And, and as he was doing that, my, you know, my, my colleague is, is messaging me saying, Hey, you know what, let's hold off on that guy. He's not performing well on another job. And so I kind of avoided that, that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's happening. Yep. Cause I know
0: like uh, contractors like to finish jobs and they, you know, to get,
1: the, to do, you know, to,
0: yeah, to right. do the, well, yeah, I get, but you know, like they, to do the big ones, it's sometimes it's harder cause they, they often like the the little cosmetic ones. Hey, I'm going to go in and throw a kitchen in some floors and be out, right. They, rather than the ones where you need electrical and plumbing is, a, is, you know, it's, it's a bigger commitment from them. Like, you you're going to tie them up for a long period of time
1: yeah i mean you know my experience has been that the, the that uh some some contractors like to start things get to about 90 percent, and then just leave you hanging for that last 10, 10 or weeks and months and you know and you're you're trying to you know get it rented and get that cash flow going and and they're sitting there not completing so it's challenging right and especially when you're not there
0: yep i know that story especially when i was working with new contractors and yeah. new markets that they they get so far and then just they're like, we're two weeks out, but (laughs) But two weeks out forever. Yeah. Two weeks out forever. Yeah. I know that story. (laughs) Okay. So, um, back to Detroit and more in general, like, um, are you into the more of the suburbs in the inner city or what, what, what is your, your specialty?
1: Yeah. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in the suburbs right now. And just, just based on, um, you know, having to access U.S. capital, which I haven't quite figured out what to do yet. Um, I'm trying to use my Canadian sources. So, you know, really trying to limit it to single family homes, sub $50,000 um, and in in areas that are gentrifying. I, you know, in the suburbs, obviously, um, I think there are a lot of areas like, uh, you know, Dearborn that are really skyrocketed, that are... are Places that everyone wants to be, and so some of the areas that I'm looking at is just kind of on the edge of that, you know, Dearborn Heights, and kind of you know, out out of slightly out of Dearborn Heights, and so those are the areas where um, I think the gentrification is going to continue, and where the opportunities lie for me.
0: I like that. I like that approach because that's the way I always looked at it too. When you're looking at crime maps and everything, it doesn't have to be the perfect neighborhood. It just has to be getting better. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah and yeah. people people know that it's getting better <laughs> yeah and, and i think that's for most of detroit right now um you know let's see where the economy goes and hopefully that that continues because uh detroit as, as a city i think i'm you know I, I i really love going there uh you know having dinner and and seeing the transformation of the downtown over the last couple of years was uh was pretty incredible
0: mm-hmm. yeah no, i i haven't invested in detroit but i i've been a red wings fan since i was like eight years old so, <laughs> yeah of course yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so probably a lot of people didn't know that and they're from from yep. Toronto, and going oh my god i've been listening to the show and he's he's a detroit fan <laughs> <laughs> you might lose a few
1: people now yeah, i just man. lost
0: some people i'll get some hate mail after this <laughs>
1: that's
0: right uh, yeah no so it's it's interesting and uh it, it is like um for you because you're so close but it it that wall like you could be investing just as anywhere. You could be in, investing in Portugal for the, cause it's really no different cause you, you can't actually
1: get there. Yeah. And you know, I was close and, and now being back in Vancouver, um, it is, you Oh, know, you went back to rough. Vancouver. You're back. In Vancouver. I am back in Vancouver now. Yeah. Yeah. I moved back. Uh, you know, the wife didn't want to be there too long. So I uh, understand.
0: What kind of like walls did you find or difficulties, difficulties did you find from investing in Detroit or investing
1: in the U S um, I think, you know, the biggest challenge is understanding uh, taxation for, for a Canadian. What is the best structure to implement? Um, you know, is that uh, an individual? Is it the corporate? I mean, actually, I listen to a lot of your podcasts <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> talking about, you know, talking about the taxation, the, the holdbacks. And that, that helped me to sort of guide some of the decisions that I went through um, and, and in opening a US corporation in order to buy these properties. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure I've made the right decision. I guess we'll find out after the filings and after everything is said and done, but that, that's something that I really want to to understand more deeply and maybe we can refine that approach. But I think that's the biggest one is what is the taxation?
0: Yep. And one thing I've been starting to talk about more is uh, like, cause I was always like at the start, I was always preach, like put it in the corp put it in the court. Same thing is like, you can buy these things. If you like for you, if you're going to buy some of these in say your own name, um, then you can get more finance. You, well, you get Canadian financing. Like you go talk to yeah. TD or some of the other ones that will actually function in Michigan, um, yeah. which is also, I was going to, I thought we were going to go down that path. Cause I know um, whenever I'm going for lending, there's uh, certain States that a lot of lenders don't like to touch and Michigan is, has some extra hurdles on top of the, just being yeah. in the U S um, Yeah.
1: but, uh, and that's, and, and I think it's something that, you know uh, when you're on the ground, you can start exploring those conversations or having those conversations with financial instit- institutions. And I think with a Michigan corp in Michigan, it's a lot easier than being a Canadian who's looking for, for mortgage financing. But, you know, I think, and again, as you say, Michigan is a challenge, right? It's been uh, somewhat more depressed than some of the other states in the U.S. And so the Canadian lenders are, are less likely to, to look at that. I, I actually opened a, an account with RBC USA and, you know, because I do the RBC Canadian, they're easily connected, but it, they didn't really seem to have an appetite for Michigan. Uh, for no. Michigan. And yeah. number two, especially for the for the numbers, like 50 grand, hey, you know what? Not really. We'll give you a line of credit in Canada and go buy it yourself type of thing.
0: Yep. Nope. Exactly. And like Royal Bank won't they won't lend in a lot of states. But you can get yeah. a you can get a little bit more flexible with some of the other ones. But yeah, I'd still put it into a, a corporate name afterwards. So just, do, yeah. just deed it over to your, your corp or whatever and leave it in your your name, but the Canadian banks are going to insist that you personally qualify for these loans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the challenge, right? Canadian banks. Um, but, but I think, you know, in the future and I think, um, you know, what I've stumbled on is lenders who are looking, willing to look at portfolios. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you had three, five, 10, you're in a different category than someone like me right now is, you know, below that number. Um, so, there are there are better options if you're willing to really go gangbusters in the evos
0: yep no and that is a great way to to bundle properties and it like lowers actually your fees by getting a higher loan amounts and they're going to require higher loan amounts for that. Cause a lot of these, you know, you get into Detroit or like me over in uh, Dayton and Toledo, and you're going to have the, the, the price points are too cheap for lending. Right. But if you could put a few of them together, they'll do that. And you hit all your numbers and you can do that. And like some of the fees are flat fees. So when you spread it across into a larger loan, it actually percentage wise, is a, it's a better loan. Like it's a cheaper loan to set up. Um, For sure. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have to start
1: talking about Ohio next.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> 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 I'm probably tackled that a bit anyway on the show yes, already, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, what else do we need to know about uh, investing in the States, investing in Detroit, uh, how your business runs?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just, you know, partner up with someone who understands the space, who does a lot of volume um, who understands the market, uh, movements and, you know, I think one of the one of the other challenges that I'm having is, um, you know, property management finding someone who uh, owns or, or who manages a lot of units and who understands the market. It, it's pretty unique, right? I mean, there's the whole uh, was it Section Eight housing yeah. uh, that that you can get into, and I don't fully understand that, but I think you really need someone with some deep knowledge behind that if you're if you're thinking about going down the, the rental route and having those as income generating properties, um, you know, really do your sort of diligence around there. And that's something that I've not had a, an opportunity to do yet, but if I get up to several units and in a short period of time, and if I'm um, and if I'm going to be renting those for any length of time, that's something that I need to look forward to. Yep.
0: And that's, a, those are good tips to do your diligence because I've fired many property managements and, and you're, you're putting a lot in their court. You're doing a lot of trust, um, you know, for yeah. repairs and everything else. Um, so yeah, you need to have someone here. And if you do need a property manager in uh, Dearborn, I've never used them, but I know I trust my accountant with everything and his cousin is a property manager in Dearborn. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we we'll will I'll send you, you yeah, i send you a connection over if you you want to that, be. Just, that's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've never used them, but I, I trust his cousin. <laughs> okay. So I, it's, yeah, maybe it's somewhere. no, and, <laughs> and I
1: think that's important, right? I mean, you know, us talking uh, allows us to network, uh, and you know, all of your listeners, it gives you those tidbits of hey, let's talk to this guy because you know he's a trusted source or. Uh, I know a guy who knows a guy, and it's worked out well for him. It's a starting point rather than starting from zero. Yeah, and that's the danger point is if you're starting from
0: zero when you're using Craigslist or Facebook classified yeah. to find people, because there are there are scams, there yeah. are people who don't perform as well as they should, and that's yep. why they're on there, right? Like they, yeah. they're they're, they just don't do as good i when i was doing my flips here in ontario i hired some uh floor refinishers off of kijiji and uh you know what the floors looked beautiful but i had to repaint the house and the trim because they put spackle all over the whole house yeah and you're like well that was a big expense i wasn't planning the floors look beautiful but it wasn't what i was planning it wasn't the whole thing right i didn't think i was gonna have to repaint
1: (laughs) but yeah yeah. and you know I, i experienced the same thing in windsor uh Kind of took a risk on on a new player in the property management space and uh, you know dipped my toe in, but totally got burned on that side, right? So uh, it's important that that you know you you use the knowledge that you have from your colleagues and your network.
0: Yeah, no, not great tips. Great tips. I love it, um, Maz. If people wanted to track you down, what's the
1: what's the best way to find you? Uh email i guess uh maybe you can put that in your notes i'll give it to you later on and you know yeah, you throw in my Apple. notes
0: and whatever you want to put in there
1: i'll throw it in the notes but uh, sure. I'm happy to happy to connect with people and you know pass on any information that i can well uh, thanks so much for coming on the show i really appreciate your time great thanks
0: Glenn, and uh thanks for having me no problem